This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. Excellent. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode. Remember that we are in the beta phase here, but this is Startup Theory. I am joined today by Scout Day and Alex Tuccio uh, over there is going to walk us through what we're doing. What is up, Alex? What's going on, Tom? How you, are you? I'm good, man. You ready for this? Always. Always ready. Nice, man. Well, you guys are blowing up on Instagram. Congratulations on that. Uh, some pretty rapid growth. You guys have had some big posts. I was digging through your feed and, uh, yeah, man, there's some really cool stuff going on over there. So obviously nobody at home knows, or I'll say very few people probably know about your company. So why don't you give us a quick, uh, synopsis about what you guys are up to? Okay. So that's really how we work and, you know, what we're up to. All right, cool, man. So I've got a few questions. So the first one is um, you're using MLB Scouts. Is there a reason you're not using College Scouts? So there's no one more qualified to basically say, 
you know, look, this player is going to be a great player, an average player, or not so great player. So okay. that's really why. All right. So, but walk me through what the, in fact, let me um, really fast explain to the audience. So um, obviously I'm getting these companies. I don't know anything about baseball, um, but I understand how to work backwards on a business and figure out, you know, obviously where the value is, what the mission is, and then how we reverse engineer that um, and get to the most streamlined process. So um, Alex, one of the things when I was going through what you guys submitted to us was your um, value proposition takes like a 90 degree turn in the middle of explaining what your business is. Um, and I, I have four, um, what I would say are viable business opportunities given the setup of what you're doing. I don't know which one you want to pursue. I think they're all viable. So we'll go through those one by one. But first I want to understand like, um, every company needs a mission. And the reason you need a mission is it becomes the filter. What to say yes to, what to say no to, how to structure your business. Um, so give me in a, in a tight sentence, not with a lot of commas and, and uh, you know, run-ons, but what's the mission of Scout Day? To give as many players the opportunity to play at the college level and get an education. Okay, perfect. So um, for those watching at home, I think you'll see how some of the things that they submitted to us, um, they don't align with that. And so I want to go through um, why you've chosen that, um, whether you think that's the biggest business opportunity given some of the things you've already put on your own map, including AI um, and uh, big data and some of the deep learning techniques that I think you guys are going to get into later. Um, because if your goal really, and in the presentation that you gave to us, it really seemed like the thing that was driving you uh, was education. And you just said it there in your mission statement. Um, part of this is to get an education. And I just want to know, like, if I can call bullshit on that. And so is, is that really the driver or is the driver to help people play baseball? I mean, baseball is a huge driver of driving uh, student athletes to college. Um, there are many athletes who wouldn't be able to get accepted to college without baseball. So I'm just a huge advocate that sports is a huge driver to success in the classroom and in life. There's so many parallels. Um, so that, that really is at the core of our mission. Uh, baseball is a huge part of it. Neither, it's not a 50-50 split, it's not a 90-10 split. They're just both, it's just a happy marriage between using athletics and not letting athletics use you. So that's really where the mission comes into play. It's not literally all focused on the baseball piece or all focused on the education piece. It's, it's connected. You can't really have one without the other. And for many players, that's really the case, you know, using baseball to get to the pro level or to get to the college level to get that degree. Um, it, sports are super important. It's not just what happens on the field. It's, you know, what you really learn while you're on the field, but also off the field as well. Okay. So um, if, if that is a, a major driver for you, help me understand then. So if my goal is to get these, not necessarily to get them into the MLB, but the goal is to get them into a college so that they can get educated. Why don't you work closely with colleges instead of working closely with the MLB? Because if I understand your mission correctly, then it doesn't matter if they ever get to the MLB, but it matters very, very much if they get into college. Right. So you mentioned kind of the direction that we're looking to go using AI and different machine learning algorithms. Um, that's really where you'll see the education piece come to fruition. It's all about matching players with the right schools, and the right schools isn't necessarily just based on their athletic profile. Um, so I think it's more a, a much bigger piece of our much bigger mission. Um, being in beta right now, it's definitely difficult to for 
portray all different aspects of our vision. Right now it is very baseball focused, but on a much bigger scale in terms of a big business opportunity, um, that's more the direction that we're looking to go is using sports, using the technology to make sure that players are having the most success at the schools that they go to. And, you know, when our technology is ready, expanding into um, the, the lower market of the youth market and also into the professional market as well. Would, would you consider it a failure if um, a scout was watching one of the players that you had in your app uh, they fell in love. They thought they were amazing. They took them directly onto the Yankees. They play for the Yankees for 18 years. Um, they retire rich. They're in the um, Hall of Fame, but they never go to college. Would that be a failure? Uh, that's not really up to me. That's really up to the, the athlete and the player. And if that player's happy with that career, I think that's all that really matters. Um, I don't necessarily think sports or education really drive happiness. So if that's the path that the player chose to stick to, it worked out and he's happy, so, you can't really argue with that. Right. So I'm obviously trying to trap you. And, and the the reason that I want to know if that's a failure and I, I am going to force you to take a stand on that is because it's going to determine what you do from a business perspective. So I don't think that one is better than the other. Clearly, you don't think that one is better than the other, but one is going to inform your business model and one is not. Um, and so if the, the, like, to me, that sounds like a resounding success. And that to me, like, just from my perspective and, you know, honestly, my perspective in, in this is totally irrelevant, but to give you like, if, if this were my business to run, um, my mission would be, let's say, just for argument's sake, um, I don't care about college, right? Because I don't think it's a predictor of success. And I'm ultimately interested in turning that human into the most um, elite human being that they can be, uh, as I define it, which is that they acquire as many skills that have utility and they put that utility to the test in service of something larger than themselves. So understanding how um, being able to use their athletic prowess to play at an elite level, to garner the attention of the world, to have that celebrity um, through their accomplishments and knowing that usually an athletic window is very, very small, um, I would say, okay, my goal is to get them into the MLB. Now, if part of what they need to get into the MLB is to go through the college program, then I would love to place them into college. And I would, you know, say, okay, there's two paths before me. There's um, the traditional stair-step approach where they're going to go to college, they're going to play hopefully for a D1 team, and then they're going to get drafted. But there's also playing for a smaller college and then going to the farm leagues and then, you know, getting bumped up. And maybe that's a trajectory that we follow people on as well. And so I would know how to build my, my business model out because I'm trying to turn them into a pro athlete. Right. And um, but there's clarity in that. Right. So there's clarity in saying I don't care about education rather than bifurcating it and saying, well, I care about this and I care about that. And it's really up to them about what they want. It's like I'm going to feel that in your business model. I'm going to feel because like think about me as an MLB person. You're going to come and I know that you already have relationships with people, but you're going to come to me and you're going to say, hey, dear MLB scout, I want you to put a lot of time and attention and energy on this. But here's why. And it's going to become the greatest resource to MLB recruiters ever. And we're going to help you get just an unbelievable crop of talent into Major League Baseball. Help us make that happen. And, you know, so here the, the stair-step approach. But I'm going to guess the MLB recruiter also doesn't really care. I mean, look, if they're testifying before Congress, of course they're going to say that they care about education. But at the end of the day, do they really Right? Like, didn't Ken Griffey Jr., who was huge when I was a kid, didn't he go right into the major leagues? Probably did. So I think so. Back then, yeah. Sure. So, um, 
if you had to pick, and for the sake of this show, you have to pick, uh, education or professional? Yeah, I mean, I think professional. Um, like I said, uh, me personally, you know, you just voiced obviously your personal mission and your thoughts. You know, me personally, like I said, I'm a huge advocate for sports. Um, I think sports is bigger than just a bat and a ball or mm-hmm. a helmet and a football. Um, there's just so much to be learned where, you know, you're, you're not necessarily going to learn those skills in a classroom from a textbook. And, you know, everyone's different. This is just my opinion. Um, and I'm just, I just believe from my own experience that, you know, I know what sports can teach you about being a person and being a good part of society. And so I, I think that's, that's honestly bigger than just getting a diploma um, or getting several diplomas like some people do these days. Um, and, and if I have to pick, that's, that's what I would pick. Okay, so um, I'm a big fan of binaries. So we're going to say that we don't care about education. So officially, um, Scout Day is anti-education. Is that correct? (laughs) I'm obviously kidding. But just just to, like, be binary, the the model that you want to pursue, we'll just say for the sake of today, for clarity, is going to be to get into the MLB, yes? Okay, perfect. Um, And the reason that I belabor that point, dear people watching at home, is the clarity of your mission is is like step number one. Like you just have got to know exactly what you're trying to make come true because the moment that you have any fuzziness on that, the moment that you don't know exactly what you're trying to make come true, you're not going to know what systems to build into place. Um, And the, the whole idea behind a mission is not only that it be something that's in you that you're passionate about that's going to get you up and get you going when things get hard, which they inevitably will, but it's knowing what to say yes to and what to say no to. So the thing that kills business isn't usually a lack of opportunity. It's oftentimes too much opportunity and people not knowing what to prioritize and what to say yes to. So um, lesson number one, because look, obviously, Alex, the vast majority of people at home, the businesses that they're going to run have nothing to do with baseball, but there are core principles that are going to apply to everything. And I would say that is one of them, like really, really knowing what your mission is. So all right, our mission is to get people into the MLB. Now, more things in your pitch actually makes sense the one thing to me that was sort of like I you know I didn't understand it because it didn't line up with everything especially not um, the AI was the education component um, because you know if you really follow this to its, its natural extreme if you guys really 10 years from now whatever you have this AI unit running it's able to diagnose and assess people people are going to start using it younger and younger right and you're going to have the parents that really want to see their kid turn into something and they're using it when their kid's like six right and I'm not saying that's bad at all look at Tiger Woods look at the there were chess champions where literally the, the, the guy he was a, a I can't remember if he was into chess, but anyway, he says to his wife, we're going to have two kids and I'm going to turn them both into um, chess grandmasters. They they ended up being women and he did. He turned them both into um, chess grandmasters because he just started teaching them from such an obscenely young age. I don't think that's necessarily bad, but just like that would be, that will be the natural outcome of this tool, right? If you make it. Um, So understanding that that's where people want to take it, then, you know, we've got, um, We've got something going. So I'm being told to look at the cameras more. Uh, so you'll forgive me, Alex. I promise I'm not ignoring you. Uh, but uh, OK, so um, if we're going to try to get people into the MLB, I, I broke it down. I think that there are four potential business opportunities for you. Um, so number one, hi. Number one is a, a social platform that connects high school players to MLB scouts. 
Number two would be a curated cadre of talented players that scouts can turn to to pick from. Um, so not necessarily worried about any social aspect. Number three is the artificial intelligence play that identifies top players and helps them improve their game. So the one we were just talking about where you know people are um, filming their six-year-old and uploading it into your um, machinery. And then uh, number four, an artificial intelligence play that identifies identifies top players and farms the leads to MLB scouts. So not trying to usurp them. So the difference between three and four is uh, in number three, the MLB scouts are going to hate you. And in number four, the MLB scouts are going to work with you. Um, does Have you guys thought through those four? Do you know which one of those um, is going to be your path to revenue? Yeah, it's definitely going to be the AI component. Uh, I just believe that if you don't have an AI strategy, you know, it's going to be pretty tough in, you know, 2018, 2019. Uh, that's not the only reason why I want to use AI. I think that it's totally um, right for the recruiting industry and athletics in general. Um, in terms of those options, I think number four is probably the most feasible, uh, mainly because while AI is great, no matter how great our machine is, there's going to be things that a machine can't measure, like heart and character and things like that, that won't be able to be ever really be measured. Um, if, it, if it does, let's uncover this video and uh, say how wrong I was. But um, I think the, the marriage between MLB scouts and technology um, you know, baseball's seen it with sabermetrics. Uh, it's worked out, not to the extent that maybe a lot of people thought it could. Um, so I think keeping the humanistic involvement is going to be super important uh, to our success. Okay. And so if we're doing that, and just to be clear for everybody watching at home and our Facebook audience has disappeared, um, the, the AI component um, that he's talking about would help identify top players and then would feed them into the MLB scouts. So basically, you guys are a resource specifically for MLB scouts, yeah? Um, now, yeah, I, yeah. what becomes your path to revenue? Um, I mean, we're mainly looking at the subscription model uh, with a platform like ours. And who's uh, paying the subscription? It would be the player, uh, especially if our, we get our AI to the point um, that we're looking to get it, it really becomes an all-inclusive player development platform um, where you can basically train yourself, um, get deep analytics into um, where you are, where you could be. Um, and I would what, upload video to your site? Sorry? I would upload video to your site and then your AI would analyze my movements and that kind of thing? Correct. Okay, and then it would give me feedback on my performance? Because you've loaded all that footage into the machine. Sorry? You've loaded that footage into the machine? Hypothetically, yeah. We haven't today, but sure. hypothetically, yes. Okay, and walk me through what's the, um, what year do you think that the AI component takes over? Because it's going to be very different business models now with MLB scouts versus when it's AI. Yeah, I mean, the, how we implement it is really going to be everything because it's consumer-facing. So the UX, UI, and things like that are still... I mean, UX UI is going to be most important, more important than the AI, because if we build a product that's ugly or doesn't work right or consumers hate, you know, no one's going to use it anyways, no matter how good the algorithms are. Um, so in terms of what year, I mean, it's just all depending. 
and figure out the right ways to manipulate it. Um, so one of the things that you guys are going to want to really be um, thinking about is where the curve of technology is going versus the, the business that you're building. That's really, really important. And when um, the people who made Siri before it got purchased by Apple, they were asking themselves a question, how long will it take us to develop um, our platform? They thought it would take about two to three years. And then they said, okay, uh, I don't care where the technology is today. I want to know where the technology is going to be two to three years from now. And let's build our application for that. So we're not going to build the application for what would work on a phone of you know that year. We're going to build an application that will work using Moore's law, which predicts the rate at which um, technology will come down in cost and size. So we're going to predict it for what we believe is going to be, or we're going to build it for what we predict is going to be um, the reality of technology in two to three years, which with tech, it's relatively predictable. So um, I would really encourage you guys to map that out, to be talking to experts um, about where they think this is going to be so that you know, you know, where is machine learning going to be? Where are neural networks going to be? Where is the technology to actually trace the movements and analyze that going to be? Um, you know, however long you think that it's going to take you to be ready for it. So if that's two years, if that's five years, um, so that you have the, the technology being built to hit that part of the wave. And then also, because I think if you do that, if your real bet is AI, um, man, my sort of layman's guess about where you're probably going to need about five years. That means you've got a five-year um, gap to bridge with your business model. And so what I want to understand is how you guys plan to um, use the Mechanical Turk, which uh, we're back on Facebook. Excellent. Welcome back, Facebook. It's good to see you. Uh, just to bring you guys up to speed, first of all, this is Startup Theory. We're still in beta, and we are here today with Alex Tuccio of Scout Day, which is an application that is trying to um, help young uh, athletes. I Right now, they're starting in baseball, but I have a gut feel that eventually they will transcend baseball and be covering all sports. Their goal is to ultimately use um, AI and deep learning to be able to feed video footage into... Um, into their machine learning and get uh, automated critique of that person's performance to tell them what to do. Um, in the meantime, they're working, they already have some relationships with Major League Baseball scouts, and they're trying to become the ultimate resource to those scouts. And even when they go to the AI model, they want to avoid scaring off the MLB scouts by saying, we're going to take your job from you. And they want to become the resource to the MLB scouts to basically do what no human being can do, which is see everybody out there. So anybody that can upload footage, um, they would be scanning and looking for based on predictive algorithms that are based on having uploaded lots of other historical data. They have not done this yet, but that would be their ultimate plan um, to then build that resource out so that they can predict who's really the next crop of talent. So every year they're delivering to these MLB scouts. All right, so the question that I have um, that we're really trying to pin down is how do you cross that chasm? My layman's guess about how long it will take AI and deep learning to get to that point where it can actually assess uh, video footage movements um, is, is five years. Total layman's guess. Uh, I want everybody to understand that. Uh, while I consider myself a junior futurist, I think we're uh, a little heavy on the junior. Um, but no matter what it is, right, we've got that chasm. So um, Alex was about to tell us from just a pure business model revenue generation standpoint, how they plan to use their um, what's called a mechanical Turk model, uh, which is where they're using the humans, the real live MLB scouts um, to build the business model.
When it comes to platforms that will help you run a business, there is no shortage of options on the market. But if you want to use the best, most advanced, and most efficient platform out there, you need to be using Shopify. For whatever and wherever you want to sell, from launching to going international, Shopify is the global commerce platform that will help you grow at every stage of your business. With award-winning customer service, the internet's highest converting checkout page, and a suite of integrated AI tools. Tools, Shopify is your all-in-one platform to quickly and efficiently take your business to the next level. I love everything about Shopify because it makes it so easy to start, run, and grow a business. Shopify powers more than 10% of all U.S. e-commerce because businesses that want to grow quickly use Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash impact, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash impact right now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash impact. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you want to have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with eBay Motors. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And do you cut the scout in on that? Yes, that's exactly how the economics of that work out. Okay. Um, and then the next, the next step of the revenue model. Um, right now, there's no revenue model for the college coaches. 
their membership just because you know their engagement on the platform is super important we're also only in beta but once we finish up our mobile product and launch it to the app store it will be all subscription based for the player and then eventually the coaches for having access to the app and certain features that we're working on their top secret okay fair enough and do you like how many MLB scouts are there like what what number do you max out at I mean it's tough to say because our so our target MLB scout is at the associate level which is basically part-time and the reason being is one avoiding any potential contract issues for you know scouting supervisors and scouts like that to they're more available to do these evaluations so the exact number I'm not really sure just because the network is so deep but there's definitely a good number ballpark me is it a thousand is it a hundred million three thousand so okay so one thing that would be obviously really interesting is for you guys to run the economics so there's gonna be so many and and this is really important for anybody watching along is you want to run a scenario where let's say if I were to capture 80% of the market what does that look like and the reason that I think that's important is you're gonna quickly see whether that's an interesting number or whether it's a number that's like okay well even if I get 80% of the market which is virtually impossible um, I mean even if you're doing this by yourself and no one else ever enters the space getting 80% of people to do anything is just I mean it's it's virtually impossible so if at 80% the numbers aren't interesting then pick it another business model and I have no idea I don't know what your metrics are, but um, I would run those numbers and say, okay, there's 3,000. What's 80% of that? If we got all of them and they were on a monthly subscription, um, I guess it's the players who are on a monthly subscription. But the reason that the math is important on the scouts is that it'll work backwards. So every scout can handle how many players? Is it 10? Is it 100? Is it 1,000? Whatever that number is, like every live um, associate MLB scout can handle, let's say it's 100. And so I've got my 3,000 times 80% times 100. That gives me the raw number that I'm dealing with and then times my monthly fee. Now, if that's an interesting number, great, we have a business. If it's not an interesting number, then we either find an alternate revenue model, which, I mean, you could create scouts, you could branch into, and when I say create scouts, I mean, that could be a whole nother revenue model where you go through a certification process and you certify associate scouts. And so MLB teams are turning to you to certify their scouts because you can give them, you know, so many hours of watching video and have having, um, you know, uh, amalgamated all of the information from the other scouts that you have. And so, you know, I mean, whatever, I'm making this stuff up on the spot, but you could do something like that. Um, alternately, you can go into other sports. Uh, and, you know, if we sat here and brainstormed for 10 minutes, I'm sure we could come up with three or four other um, viable revenue models. But so run the math, run the math, run the math. That's my take home message to you guys. All right. So um, we talked about the value. Uh, we talked about AI and connecting. Um, what do the, so how many, uh, ballpark me, how many associate um, people do you have uh, signed up right now? Right now we only have eight. Okay. Um, it's, all, it's all that we need being in beta. Um, it's more, more than enough. So. Sure. Uh, and what's, I was just going to say, what's your method for acquiring more? So if we're aiming at 3,000, we have eight. We have a lot of um, runway, which is awesome. Um, but what's your plan to attract? Yeah, it's mainly word of mouth. I mean, it's, it's pretty...
pretty similar to what Uber does with drivers. You know, people are driving around, so Uber gave them a platform to make money while they drive. And baseball scouts are scouting, so I'm basically giving them a platform where they can baseball scout. So, um, you know, once we get to at least some sort of commercialized product in the app store, um, you know, at that point, I'll definitely be more aggressive kind of with the uh, me personally or Scout Day, the company, you know, targeting the scouts. But right now, it's just word of mouth. Okay, um, cool. So I have a bunch more questions, but I know that you have 10 questions. How much time do we have? So I know where we're at. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys love it when we do questions rapid fire. So. All right. So my first question was, how does a founder overcome issues with co-founders? Yeah. So one, I'm just a huge believer in teamwork. And like anything and like a marriage, um, the most important part of selection or the most important part of any relationship is selection. So you have to make sure that you're selecting people that think like you think. They need to share your vision for the mission. Um, they need to be as passionate as you are. And then from there, it's um, really defining terms and values. And so making sure that everybody understands, here's our mission. Here's how we view the world. Here are our priorities. Like me forcing you to choose between education and um, a, you know a successful major league career, like that's critical, and that's going to help you determine who to bring on. So you can imagine if you brought on a founder, a co-founder, and you're um, leaning towards, I really want to help these guys be professional, and I think education is a really powerful path to that, but it's not the only path. And the other person's only interested in that. Now you just have a fundamental disagreement about values, and so that's going to be a nightmare. So defining that stuff on the way in is super critical. Um, when something flares up, there's the easy way and the hard way. And so I'll give you an example of what we did here at, um, at Impact Theory. I told everybody, look, I'm interested in being a part of a team, but I want to be really clear. Um, if we can all agree on something, it's easy. If we disagree, my decision is final and that's it. And so everybody coming in knew, like, hey, when we hit logger, like, I want to know what people think. And I think that these people are here because they're incredibly smart, they're incredibly driven, that nine times out of 10, their idea is better than mine. And that's the joy, right? Like, you want people that have great ideas. But at the end of the day, I'm the ultimate filter system. And so you've got to believe in my vision. You've got to understand my vision. I've got to over-communicate that. Um, and then having laid the, the ground rules on the way in makes it a lot easier. Then if you're in a conflict and you've laid the ground rules, then you go back to the ground rules, right? And you say, well, remember, we said that this was while education was an awesome path. It's not the only path. And when in doubt, we were always going to err on the side of helping these guys get into the major leagues. So that's going to influence our decisions. Um, obviously, I can get more specific if there's like a specific thing, like here's what we're um, fighting about. But those are the general ideas. Got it. No, perfect. Uh, so my next question just describe the challenges behind creating a new market, kind of like what you did with Quest. Um, you know, I feel like the protein and protein bar market wasn't where it was. I, I feel like you guys kind of pioneered that space. So, like, how'd you break through those barriers that I can imagine were there? Well, it's interesting. So, we didn't pioneer the space, and where our, what Peter Thiel calls a zero to one, um, was pretty interesting because we came into a really crowded market, and there were 1,600 other protein bar company flavors um, on the market when we came in. And our whole thing was yes, this is a well established market. Yes, it's actually declining. It's 
even though it's overcrowded, it's been going down for several years. Uh, but what we've done is make the first bar that tastes like it has sugar, but doesn't actually have sugar in it. So you can, I think you may actually be um, really defining a new industry, which is taking technology to scouts. Um, and so it really does become a zero to one, especially when you get into AI. And so I think you're going to have slightly different obstacles. So for us, it was convincing people that, like, imagine if your problem was people said, I don't scout, scouting is total BS, right? That's where we were. And so we had to convince people because people were telling us, I don't eat protein bars. So we had to go convince people, no, no, no. All the other protein bars are this way, but if you try this one, hi, I'm supposed to remember to look at you guys. Uh, poor Alex, you greedy bastards. Um, that if you um, try our protein bar, you'll see that it's very different. And that became the, the hurdle for us was to really just get people to try it, right? So, but you're not in that situation. You're in a situation where your value proposition is very different. I think it's very exciting, which is you've got all these players. Remember, he's trying to monetize the players. So you've got all these players. They are so hungry and so desperate to break into the MLBs. Anybody that can provide real value, like if you can actually streamline that process and put them in contact with either coaches that'll get them in to college or scouts that are going to get them into the major leagues, like that's the fantasy land, right? So I really think you have something super powerful because you're tapping into behavior that already exists. And that's what at Quest, we were trying to remind ourselves, and that's what we're doing here at Impact Theory. We want to leverage behavior. We don't want to try to change behavior. So um, you're, it scares me a little bit with the scouts because the scouts are going to be resistant to change. But the, uh, the players, I think, are, are really going to be super excited about what you have to offer. So um, that really, like you said, it, it becomes about getting the word out. And the way that you're going to do that is with influencers. And man, you go get, like, I mean, let's just get ridiculous for a second. If you go get um, A-Rod to say, dude, if this had existed when I was a high school player, I'd be even more successful than I am now, right? You get a few people like that to say something, uh, which is way more valuable, by the way, than the scouts, uh, because they just don't have name brand recognition. But if you go out and get some influencers, and obviously I'm, I'm not kidding about A-Rod, that would work phenomenally well. But uh, the likelihood of getting him to do that um, without some major cash component is virtually zero. But if you go out to all the influencers that have 5,000 to 50,000, you know, relatively small people, um, but they'll be super excited to work with you if there's any kind of rev share or anything, or if you can gamify the system, um, could also be really cool. So that the, I mean, imagine that you have a leaderboard for the number of people, you get a certain number of points for getting somebody into a college, you get even more points if they go into the MLB, right? And that there's a leaderboard. And so it's like, hey, all these um, associates who've gotten somebody into college or to the majors, like you can go look at, oh man, like I really want to get a hold of that scout. And so you can use those guys that are, that all these players are listening to on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter to say like, hey, there's this new thing I'm a part of, go check it out, upload your footage. I think you grow very, very quickly. Awesome. All right. So my next question is, what's the right balance between selling the execution of today versus selling the vision for tomorrow? Like in a conversation like ours or, you know, for a lot of startups, investors or advisors, um, like what's the right balance of like the small picture versus the big picture? Um, well, any, uh, oh God, any investor in my mind worth their salt is going to want to see what you're doing today. Um, I really want to believe that we live in a world where people remember the dot-com boom and bust and they know that just buying stuff pie in the sky is ridiculous. But nonetheless, people still do it. So know your audience. Um, know if they've invested heavily in the future before or if they're like a meat and potatoes fundamentals and they want to see like where your business is. But I will 
promise you this. If you're profitable, you can stay in business no matter what anybody thinks. If you're not profitable, then now you're beholden to your ability to tell a grand story about the future. And I just want everybody to understand, no matter how much VC money you get, eventually, if you're not profitable, you go out of business. We all clear on that? Like that, like that's crazy to me that we've lived in this weird world of technology where companies that never, ever become profitable will stay in business for like 10 years before anything real happens, which is why like people were making fun of the guy at, um, at Instagram for selling for a billion dollars. First of all, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. If you ever make fun of somebody for selling for a billion dollars, it's crazy. Like that's so much money. You, whatever you want to do in life, you can do at that point. Um, and then also he had no revenue. He sold something pre-revenue for a billion dollars. It's crazy. So anyway, that's like a, a one in a 500 million chance. Focus on the fundamentals, convince people about what you're doing right now. Your job is to get influencers and other MLB scouts and players to believe in what you're doing and they want to be helped today, right? So if your mission, you didn't tell me your mission was to get rich. You told me your mission was to help people get into the majors and that the power of athletics is something you really believe in to see people optimize their life and live like this really powerful existence where somebody helps them really become great at something. And I think that's awesome and I think that's admirable. Um, and so if that's real and that's really what you want to do, then focus on today, man, focus on actually helping those kids get good at baseball and to feel good about themselves and really, um, manifest their destiny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're on fire. There we go. If I had, a, if I, I can't drop the mics held, otherwise I drop yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So Yeah, so it's definitely going to be um, largely through content. And I think um, that we're living in an era where somebody like yourself should really be stepping out out front. You should be creating content. So if you guys look at their page, by the way, it's Scout Day. Is it Scout underscore Day on Instagram? Uh, don't worry about it. So scout underscore day on Instagram, check them out. They're really growing rapidly. It's really great. You guys are using contests. Well, um, I see people really, really respond when you give away swag. Um, but right now your page looks, um, it doesn't have, like, I don't see you, you know what I mean? There's no sense of the people behind it. And since you have a mission, you want to lead with that mission. So the reason, like at Quest, I used to be invisible. I wanted to be invisible. And they were bugging me from like the first eight months of being a company, they wanted me to start creating content, stepping up front. I was super uncomfortable with that. And, and I lied about my birthday on Facebook. I think to this day, it's, it's a fake birthday because I was so freaked out about social media. Like I understood it as a business tool, but I did not jive with it as a personal tool. And it really, really took me a long time to embrace it. Now, obviously I've gone full tilt in the other direction and I literally, I'm, you know, filming stuff uh, all the time and we're releasing content daily. So I think you step out front. I think you tell people about the mission. I think you preach the mission. I think you really help some kids 
um, improve their game, get some testimonials, let people see that you actually believe in what you're doing, let people see that you're really delivering people value to people's lives, and then use those testimonials to get more people. Because if you can give away the product and build a business, you've really got something. And if you're actually helping people's game improve, if the scouts are like, holy hell, like you're really helping me scale my efforts and I could never touch this many people when I was having to fly everywhere and now you're allowing people to submit to me and I can look at these videos and I can really tell what's going on and you streamline that, simplify it, give me an awesome UI UX for me to interact with the footage and now my efforts are scaled three, five times. Like, whoa, they're loving you. They're doing testimonials to get other associate people into the scout side. The players are like, oh my God, I'm getting real feedback from an MLB scout. That's crazy. I actually know this guy and he was the one that got so-and-so you know, into the Mets or whatever. And now they're like, I can't believe I'm getting feedback from this. And it's real value then people are just going to go crazy. We've had people submit rap videos that they did about our company. Uh, we get people offering us equity in their company routinely um, because we're putting out this content. We're telling people how we want to help the world. We're doing it all for free. And so people can see like, this is real. Like we actually want to do this and we actually want to help people. And it really works. And if it really works, people are going to come. All right, we've probably got about two minutes left at this point. One, one more question. All right. One more? All right. Pick a doozy. So to me, this is like, it, it, it is exactly like getting great at baseball, right? If you want to be a good pitcher, you need to be pitching a lot. You want to be good at batting, you need to bat a lot. You want to be good at fielding, you got to take a lot of ground balls. So that is the same about self-doubt. Like it is a process of getting control of your mind and getting control of your emotion and understanding what practicing that looks like. Um, mantras are maybe a little silly, but they are incredibly powerful and your mind will um, wire around the things that you obsess over the most and so if you think about your doubt and start getting panicky and nervous um, then your mind is going to wire for that if you catch that moment of self-doubt and you say a mantra even if you don't believe in it like if you say I'm the kind of person that will learn whatever I need to learn from this like let's say that before we started doing this today that you were you were feeling anxious and if you said look I'm the kind of person I'm going to learn from this no matter what you're going to notice your anxiety levels drop just from saying that, just from saying like, I'm going to learn from this no matter what. You're going to begin to wire your brain and your identity, which for me is everything. You're going to create that identity about being the learner. You're going to reinforce that in your mind. And then because you said that to yourself right before you came on and we started talking, you now put yourself in the frame of mind of learning. It makes it feel more like practice instead of performance. And you're going to get the gyrations of the mind working around that. You're going to focus on the improvement. You're going to focus on the learning. And then that doubt is reduced because what are you going to doubt? Your ability to learn, right? So it's just reframing the situation, focusing on practice and, and grinding it out for the win. What's your mantra? Um, basically, I was just giving you real ones. So those are mine, right? So I, um, I switched my self-esteem from being right, being smart, to identifying the right answer faster than anyone else and um, always being the learner. And in, in shifting that and thinking about life as practice instead of performance and thinking about what I can learn instead of what I can get out of, you know, any given interaction, um, it, it just changed everything and, and lowered my anxiety levels, lowered self-doubt because my thing is there's, 
there's only something to doubt. Like if you're trying to be great in that moment, if you're trying to look at yourself right now today as the pinnacle of your evolution, instead of like a, a point on a very long timeline that extends long beyond where you are today. So I don't look at myself as, as the end of anything, right? So I'm in the middle of a process of learning. And so if I suck today, that's okay because I can get great tomorrow. And um, all of that just really um, helps me overcome doubt. Cool. Well, guys, if you haven't already during this feed taken a look at Scout Day, go check them out. It's really interesting. And ask yourself how the fundamentals that we've talked about today, um, once abstracted from the specifics of their business, how could it apply to yours? I'm always trying to keep this universal, so don't get lost in the um, specific words. All the things, if I'm able to bring value to something that is a business that I don't know anything about, it's because it's a universal principle. Um, also, Alex, I think the questions that you asked were fantastic because they really were um, very universal for people and so I'm grateful for that and hopefully um, that really helped you guys out and guys go uh, support what they're up to it is uh, really really interesting and uh, love supporting the people that have submitted here to uh, Startup Theory and by the way if you guys would like to submit to Startup Theory go to uh, impacttheory.com and you'll see the submission form there where will they see the submission form exactly contact page so and you can also write us at connect at impacttheory.com and that uh, deep uh, soothing voice that you heard off is the one that will be replying to you that is agent smith and then of course the ever amazing cindy will also be there to support so uh, submit it in guys and uh, we will do whatever we can to help make your business a success so thank you so much for joining us for this episode of startup theory we are in beta so um, let us know what you think that we could be doing better we are very very eager to get your guys's feedback and everybody thanks to alex tuccio for joining us today and for his company yeah buddy uh we're really excited for you man absolutely thanks for joining us all right guys that's it for now if you haven't already be sure to subscribe this is a weekly show and until next time my friends be legendary take care peace out everybody thank you so much for listening and if this content is delivering value to you please go to itunes go to stitcher rate and review us that helps us build this community and that is what we are all about right now building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.